Good morning, everyone. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Tesvav, almost Daf Yomi coincidence, because yesterday was Tubishvat, Andrew. Uh, today, we'll be learning Leila Nishmas Bes Pesa Basichil, Barry's mother, Aleah Shalom Her Neshama, have an Aliyah. And, um, of course, Rav Chaim Zev Milinowitz, Bezat Hashem, I'll be in Bes Tfila, that's Shabbos, um, for Bar Mitzvah, Shai Blas. Uh, is going to have the, my, my legendary friend Shai Blass is getting bar mitzvah, so we'll be here today in Bezrat Hashem tomorrow. We'll be Zoycha to finish the parak, and then Thursday, Friday, I think I'll be in Israel, but back already by, I don't know if Monday, but Tuesday, I should be back, I think. We'll, we'll be posted, uh, I'll keep you posted about scheduling. But today and tomorrow, let's go without further ado. I dug a big hole yesterday, as Andrew reminded me, uh, by starting all the way back in the mission on Yudgim on Bays. And now we're only nine lines down, Yudgim on Bays, so let's turn on the afterburners, Barry. Let's go. Hold cup. Hold hair. The Nazi's hair. What happens? I have a wedding coming up. You guys know that. Zombie's getting married. So let's say I started in Aziris today, forgetting that, of course, I'm going to get a haircut. Now, if a Nazir is not allowed to get a haircut, um, as we know, right? Nor is he allowed to drink wine and, be, and, and contact too much mace. But if he does get a haircut, so now he's going to have to complete a 30-day, right, um, from the day of the haircut, he's going to have to extend his Nazirus, not uh, uh, 30 days from the day of the haircut. So, for example, if he got the haircut in the middle of a 30-day Nazirus, 15 days in, he's going to have to now go another 30 days from the day of the haircut, which would extend it to 45 days. You know uh, what I'm saying, that now this is going to be an extra 15 days to his original Nazirus, but those extra 15 days are what we call hair extensions. See what I did there, Andrew? Because you're extending it just for the hair. It's not really part of the essential initial commitment. So now the question is, says the Gemara, see where it is, nine lines down. The person is after the 30-day initial commitment, right? So let's say, um, whatever, 40 days from his initial commitment, but so now he's only in the hair extension zone, right? The, the time that he has to continue to be a Nazir because of the fact that he got a premature haircut. So Rav Amar Soser, so Rav has the following din, that you don't have to go back. So this was the discussion that we launched yesterday. When do you have to go back? When is it considered, right, one Nazirus or not? And we had variations of that theme. If a person's a Mitzorah in between, a person has two uh, Nazirus with another Nazirus, right, um, interrupting in between. Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish had Machlokas. Rabbi Yochanan always makes you go back to the beginning. He says it's all one period of Nazirus. Rish Lakish said, no, if you have multiple Nazirus, one within the other, or multiple zones, if you only have to go back to whichever zone you're in. So Rav says that if you become Tame during the Gidol Sar stage, however, that you don't have to go back, even according to Rabbi Yochanan, who typically makes you go back. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, Dharma Soser, who always thinks it's all one Nazirus, that's only when you have, let's say, a Nazirus for your son inside a Nazirus for yourself, and it's all... Nazirus, but Gidol Sar, Mishlam Nazirusu. Gidol Sar is not considered actual Nazirus. That's just a hair extension, right? That's just a, uh, right, a makeup for Nazirus. And that is its own little zone, such that if you, right, become Tame, you don't have to go back and redo your Nazirus all the way from the beginning, 
right? You'd only have, presumably have to go back to, right, however much you have to do for, for uh, Gidol Sar. In other words, you probably, if you come tell me, you have to go through a purification process and, um, and go 30 days, I guess, to grow your hair out, but you're not going to have to go, go back all the way to the beginning. That's what Rav says, that for Gidol Sar, you don't have to go back even according to Rabbi Yochanan. But Shmuel, of course, is going to argue with Rav. He's going to go in the other extreme. Shmuel Omar Soser, that you do have to go back if you become Tame during your hair extension period. Afil Reish Lakish, the Omar ain't Soser. Not only do you have to go back, but even Reish Lakish, who typically doesn't make you go back, here he's going to make you go back because Hasam Shteinazirus. In the case where you have an Aziris for yourself and an Aziris for your son. So those are two separate commitments, right? Even though it's all Naziris, it's not the, it's not the same Naziris. It's two separate commitments. One's for yourself, one's for your son. But here, right, the period of time that you have to extend to grow out your hair is really just an extension of the initial Naziris. So even though, right, it's not the essential commitment, it's still, right, just an outgrowth of that primary initial commitment, and there are no commitments. So there, even Rish Lakish would make you go back. Fine. So now we're going to have the following case. Uh, the, t- the person who became Tame, Amar of Chista. He becomes Tame in the wrong time, wrong place, wrong time, Barry. How so? As follows. Hakol Modim, Rav Chista claims. When he says Hakol Modim, he's referring to Rav and Shmuel, right, who had the Machokas by the hair extension. In this particular case, they're not going to have the Machokas. What's the case? Shim Kidesh Sar Bedam. We look at the rush, it's the first wide line all the way on the bottom. Kolomar Shinizrak Dam Kabernosov, Beod Saro. In other words, as we know, at the end of the Naziris, if you want to get purified, you have to, what, do the purification process, bring your karbonos, and then shave your head. So what happens if you brought the karbonos, and then after you brought the karbonos, as the Rosh says, Nizrak Dam Karbonosov, that's where it comes from, Kiddush Sar Bedam. It really means Dam Besar, really means that you're, still have your hair in your head, but you already did the Zrikas Dam of the Karbanos. That's the wrong time to become Tame, Andrew, because you brought the Karbanos, and now you still didn't shave your head, and you, lo and behold, now you become Tame. Says Rav Chista, Ein lo takana. Even Rav Anshmuel would say there's no remedy at all for him. Wait a minute. Why no remedy at all? Well, uh, the assumption at this point is that he's stuck forever. Because Andrew, he can't bring Karbanus again, right? Because he just brought the Karbanus. You can't do that again. You can't shave your head, right? Until you bring the Karbanus. And you can't bring the Karbanus and you're Tame. And so you're stuck. You may be stuck as a Nazir now forever. You, can, uh, you could say, oh, so do another Naziris. But you can't do another Naziris. You're in the middle of this Naziris. And we're still going strong with the Rambam and the Rush that you can't overlap Naziris. So how are you ever going to get out of this? That's the assumption. So now the Gemara is going to say, according to who is this Machlokas? After all, we're going to see in Dafnam Vav, a Brisa, a Machlokas where Rabbi Eliezer holds that there's a Machlokas as to when the Naziris ends. So as we know, Barry, we have a 30-day Naziris, right? Now, at what point are you no longer obligated? Do you have, is it only after you finish the entire procedure subsequent to Naziris, which is to say only after you've brought the Karbanas and already had your haircut? So that was the Machlokas. Rebeliezer and Dafman Bav holds that the Naziris is only expired after 
you finish all of the aforementioned procedures. So you do the 30 days, you bring the korbanos, and you get your haircut. Then, and only then, is the naziris over. Whereas Chachamim hold that putting on the zrikas adam, right, of even one of the multiple uh, right, korbanos that you have to bring is where you are already released from the naziris. So therefore, that's before the haircut. And it's just the very first Zerika Saddam, that's when Naziris ends. So now watch this. So again, Reliezer says you have to f- pull it all the way through. And Chacham say only after the first drop of blood of the Karbanos is when the Naziris officially ends. So now the question is, Rav is saying you have no, if you get become Tameh between the Karbanos and the shaving of the hair, then you, you are stuck for life. Well, who is that according to? Mimanovshach. You shouldn't be stuck for life. Aliba the man. Which Tana is Rafchista reflecting? If it's according to Rabbi who holds that you have to fulfill, finish all of the Karbanas and the shaving of the head to finish your Naziris, so since Rabbi Yezer holds that you're still a Nazir until you shave your head, that's what it means when it says Tiglachas Ma'akebis, so Toch Melosi, he's still within the what? The, the time period of his Naziris, Vilistar. And just go back to the beginning. In other words, it's true that you have to go all the way back to the beginning, but you're not stuck forever. You just have to restart your Naziris because you have not yet shaved your head. And so you're still within the Naziris. So the fact that you got Tameh means you go back. But if it's according to the Rabbanan who say that you're really not a Nazir until, that you're, I'm sorry, that your Naziris ends right before you even ever get the haircut after the first drop of blood. Well, the first drop of blood of the Kabbalah has already been dropped, has already been drawn, and therefore your Naziris is already over. So you could be Tameh all day, and your Naziris is already done. You're out of it. So me Manafshach, either way, whether it's according to the Yezer who makes you go back, or according to the Chamim who say you're done with your Naziris, you're not stuck. So what did Rav Chista mean when he said that you're stuck? So the Gemara modifies and answers no. This is what Rav Chista meant to say. He meant to say according to the Rabbanan, who hold that once you drop the first drop of blood or apply, did the Zerika Saddam and the first drop of blood of the Karbanos, once you did that, your Naziris is already over, then my Ein Takana, what did Rav Chista mean when he says you can't, that it's, you're stuck forever? It just means Ein Takana the Mitzvah Skiluach. It just means you're going to be no longer eligible for the Mitzvah of doing the Giluach at the end of the Naziris. In other words, you've lost out on that opportunity, at least for this Naziris. Presumably you could take on another Naziris, right, later on in life, and, you know, hopefully you won't get tummy there, and you'll bring the Kabanas and shave your head. But as far as this particular Naziris, because you got tummy after, right, you already brought the Kabanas, so now you cannot shave your head, uh, or you could shave your head, <laughs> But you're not going to get a mitzvah. It's not going to be considered part of the right mitzvah of shaving your head at the end of the Naziris because that's something that has to be done with Tahara. And that is uh, something that you already cannot do because you've become Tameh. All right. So that's what Rav Chista meant. And so that was uh, relevant because of the idea of Soser, of going back. Okay. So now, what happens uh, once we're on the topic of this no man's land, this machlokas, of what happens after the obligatory 30 days, but before you finished all of the concluding procedures of karbanos and sh- shaving your head, what would happen if 
not you became tummy, but in some other way you violated, right? Some you drank some wine or you cut your hair after the thirty days are over, but before you brought the carbonus and right, and you didn't do the rituals, right? You did, before you brought the carbonus you shaved your head. What would be the din? So Rabbi Yosef Reb Chanina says the Gemara eleven lines up from the bottom of Yadal and Beis. Nazir Shakalu Yamav, right? So you finish your thirty days. Loke al hatuma, right? Birman points out you obviously did this amazing because otherwise you wouldn't get Malchus. You get Malchus for becoming Tameh. Veino loke al teglachas v'lalayin, but you're not going to get Malchus for for shaving your head, which you're not allowed to do, or for drinking wine. So the question is why not? Why would shaving head and drinking wine be different than contacting Tuma? Where if you shave, where you purposely drinking wine after your thirty days. Even though you finished your Naziris technically, but you didn't do the rituals yet, and you're drinking wine, you're not going to get Malkus. But for contacting Tuma, you will. Why? That's what the Gemara asks. The Gemara says, Maishna Tuma de Laki. Why would you get Malkus for Tuma, whereas not for shaving your head and drinking wine? To Amar Kra, because the Pasuk says, Kol Yemei Haziro Hashem. Right? Because the Pasuk says that all the days of his Naziris, right, he should be a Nazir to Hashem. Okay. Which presumably at this point is referring to Tuma, says the Gemara. In other words, doesn't matter. It, it equates the days after you finish the 30 days, all that time period until you finish the right conclusionary rituals, all of the days are going to be equally obligatory with respect to Tuma. And therefore, until you finish those rituals, there is an allusion in the Pasuk to the idea that you are going to get Malchus, right, that you're not allowed to treat um, any of the period of time of the Naziris until you finish the conclusion of those, right, of those rituals at the end. You're supposed to treat all of those days equally, and therefore, with respect to Tuma, you're going to get Malchus for that. However, the Gemara points out that this Kol Yimei doesn't only appear with Tuma. This should apply to, sh- to get a haircut also. The Pasuk says, Specifically it says, right, it's, it's interesting to note that the Pasuk, when it's quoted in the Gemara, it doesn't mention Tumah, but the conclusion of the Pasuk, Barry, is, as you know, because you're Balkari, okay, that's, that's, uh, that part is, was left out in the Gemara, but they assumed you know the Pasuk. Okay. But guess what? It says it also with respect to haircut. So you could make the same, right, the same duke. You see the same pasuk with respect to haircuts also. Visu, and furthermore, not just with haircuts, with, with wine also. Says the pasuk. Look at this. All yain and wine derivatives should be also kol yamein nizro. So this kol yamein applies not only to tumas mace, but also to Right, haircuts and wine. So why is there a distinction where you're only going to get makas for tumas mace? Right, right? It should treat all the days equally for all of those things. So as we finally arrive to Tesvav and at the daunting time, 5.53 a.m., shiny hacha, the Amar Rachmana, the case of tumas is different because the, because the Pasuk says, Okay, so this suggestion... That you're only going to get the machlok, that you're only going to get the malchus, right? For the uh, for the tumah, 
this suggestion of Yossi Barab Hanina is maybe alluded to by the fact that it says, Vitime Rosh Nizro, meaning that Misha Nizro Talabarosha, meaning anyone who's not yet shaved, so it's an explicit sort of exclusion in the Pasuk that the Tuma has to do with, that only Tuma is what matters until you shave your head. But we're going to knock Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, straight out of the water with the following brysa. The Gemara says, Meisve, we have a brysa that says explicitly, not that way, that says explicitly that all three, Tuma, Yain, and haircuts, none of them can be, all of them are going to actually be punishable with Malchus if you do them prematurely before the rituals as follows. Says the brysa, Nazir Shekalu Yamav, a Nazir that has completed his Nazirus, also the Galeach, can't get a haircut, can't drink wine, can't get Tumas if you did any of the aforementioned three things, the Farish explicit Bryce that says that in fact you do get Malchus, not like Rabiosi, to which the Gemara says, that's a good point. Rabiosi has been refuted by the Bryce, and so we move on to the Mishnah on Tesvav Amad Aleph. As follows. Now, I, uh, a little warning, Barry. If I, God forbid, Baruch Hashem, I did not oversleep today. We're here today. If uh, Ari Liebowitz, a great Dafiyom master, were here today, you'd be learning an entirely different version of the following mission I'm going to read. Because I mentioned it yesterday, and it bears repeating. There is two, like, streams of Rishonim in the understanding of the overlapping Nazirus. I... Um, sticking with my understanding, at least according to Rabbi Leibowitz, uh, the Rush and the Rambam, or at least the first shot in the Rush and the Rambam, who holds that you cannot overlap Nazirus, okay? Uh, which actually informs how we're going to be reading, how we read the Mishnah yesterday. We because if you can't overlap Nazirus, the Mishnah reads a certain way, which I think is clearer, and I think it actually reads clearer here now. Rabbi Leibowitz went with Tosfos, which learns it a whole different way, basically, and overlaps the Naziris, and it gets into the issue of Havla'a. Havla'a would mean as follows. If you have a 100-day Naziris, as we had yesterday, with a 30-day Naziris somewhere in, in, inside it, he would say that it gets swallowed up, Tosos would say, and that you only have to somehow finish your 100-day Naziris after 100 days, right? Havla'a means swallowed up, which would mean a 30-day Naziris Commitment inside can overlap the 100-day Nazirs, and you'd be done at, at the end of 100 days. Uh, the Rambam doesn't see it that way, and I think it's clear to not see it that way reading the Mishnah for reasons that are beyond the scope of here, but uh, suffice it to say, this idea is fundamental. Can you overlap two separate Nazirs commitments? I think it's clearer and easier to understand at least for me, if you say that you can't overlap, it explains a lot of the previous Mishnah that we learned, and we can read it into this Mishnah as well, so that's what we're going to try to do. We're not going to learn Havla. But suffice it to say, many Rishonim and Achronim do learn this concept of Havla, which is to say that you can have a 30-day within a 100-day Naziris, and they have other halachic applications to Avelis, which our Gemara will discuss Avelis, um, right, and, and, other, and other things like that, like Rachmano Letzlan, worst-case scenario, person actually has um, some sort of availus periods overlapping, can you actually superimpose one on the other? We're not going to get into all of that. We're going to keep it the way we've had it, which is to say you can't overlap Naziris and explain it as follows. Says the Mishnah, This is going to sound exactly like a case we learned yesterday in the Mishnah, even though today is Tesvav. 
person commits first, as you might recall yesterday, this was the second case in the Mishnah yesterday, which is to say, when you commit first to your own Naziris, so then you're just going to do your own Naziris, and then even if your son's born in the middle of your own Naziris, you're going to postpone that Naziris till after you completed yours, and it'll just be consecutive. But when you commit to your son's Naziris first, so then you could start your Naziris until your son is born, but when your son is born, you're going to have to interrupt your Naziris, do a full Naziris for your son, as we're explaining, and then complete your own Naziris to the full amount. So according to that, we read the mission as follows. Person commits first to his son Naziris. So we know now, if he's going to start his own Naziris now, he's going to have to interrupt it when his son is born. Okay, so he says, Are there any ben? He commits to his son's Naziris. But Nazir Meir Yom. But now, you know, I may as well start my own Naziris of 100 days, and we'll see when he's born. Says the Mishnah, So how do we understand it? Like this. Not like Tosus. We're going to say it like this. If a son's born to him, anytime until 70 days, he, he loses nothing, right? So if you're Tosus, you're going to say that he only has to keep 100 days. No, that's not how we were going to learn it. We're going to learn it like this. I hope that uh, Ravari Leibowitz and everyone else will forgive me. And I hope that this is right. But I think what it means is like this. If a son's born to him, uh, let's say 60 days into his 100-day Naziris, so then he's going to have to keep, what, 30 full days for his son's Naziris right away. Okay, so he'll be up to 90 days. He still has another 40 days to make up his initial Naziris, but he could do that, right? Because he'll make up. So, so he'll do his son's 30-day Naziris. He'll bring the Karbanas and shave his head. Then he'll do the remaining balance of 40 days of his own Naziris, according to what I'm saying. And then, again, bring the Karbanas and shave his head. Perfect. He hasn't lost anything because he's committed to both of them. It is a full 130 days, his own 100 days and his son's 30 days. But watch this. If his son's born after day 70, right? Let's say he's born at day 80. So now he'll do his son's Naziris, right? And then he'll, for 30 days... And so now it's a day 80, right? So 30 days later, day 110, he's doing, bringing the carbonos and shaving his head. But guess what, Andrew? He only has a balance of 20 days left of his own initial Naziris. Well, that's not enough to grow out your hair, Barry. And so that 20-day period, he's going to have to tack on another 10 days because as we've already said, you can never have a Naziris less than 30 days because you need a Gidl Sar of 30 days. So that's how we're going to understand this Mishnah. So when it says Lohif Sid Klum, it means he's not going to have to tack on, right? He's just going to have 130. Not like Tosos that you have 100. Lohif Sid Klum means you can have 130. La'achar Shivim, Soser. Now, it's not really Soser, right? Until now, we've, we've said within Rabbi Yochanan and others that Soser means that you have to go back. This, all the Mepharshim say, take out the word Shivim, modify the word Soser. It doesn't really mean Soser. It means after 70 days, you lose out. She'en Tiklachas, Bachos Mishloshim Yom. Right, that after that, if his son is born after seventy days, he is going to forfeit, so to speak. That's how we reinterpret it. He's going to forfeit a certain amount of days, which is because, after all, right, he will have to actually tack on days. He'll lose some some of the days because any time that his son is born after day seventy, it just means. Any day past 70 is another day that he has to add on to have a 30-day growth, as the mission concludes, uh, at the end in order to bring the carbon. Okay, so that's how we read the Mishnah. A uh, lot of, um, right, it's, it's Nazir and Adarim combo, so there's a lot here that needs to be explained. But that's how we're reading the Mishnah clear. The Gemara goes off on a totally different discussion about this 30th day. A statement of Rav. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav, Yom Shivim Ola Lachan Lachan. That that 70th day, it sounds like, now we're really splitting hairs 
uh, Barry, we're saying, no pun intended, Andrew, obviously, um, that now we're saying, what's the 70th day deal? It sounds like you can use it both as the last day of your Naziris and the first day of your son's Naziris were he to be born on the 70th day. It's none. And now we're going to say, is that really true? Because we have, after all, our Mishnah said, Nolad lo atshivim lo hifsid klum. That if, he's, if your son is born up to 70 days, you don't lose anything. If you hold like Rav, that that last day, that 70th day counts for both. Itagure mitagar. It's not just that he doesn't lose a day, he gains a day. He kind of gains a day because after all, he's kind of cheating the system. His son's born on that day, and yet he still gets 30 days. If you count that extra day uh, for his own Naziris, he's actually by overlapping. In other words, by using the day for both, he actually gains a day. So the question would be, why would the Mishra says he doesn't lose a day? He's actually not only not losing, he's gaining. He would have not used the Lashon, right? Lo hifsid klum. Would he use the Lashon itaguri mitaga? So my answer is, really strictly speaking, it shouldn't have said 70. It's just to contrast with the Seifa. Because the Seifa said that after 70 days, you might recall, that he has to forfeit and make up the time because of the loss, because of the fact that he needs a 30-day growth. So it really doesn't mean that he doesn't lose anything. It just means in contrast to the Seifa, who says that if he's born day 71 and beyond, you lose. So it just means in contrast to that, at 70, you don't lose anything. So, as the Gemara says, It just means that just to contrast it. But it's not just that he doesn't lose. He, in fact, gains. But just to contrast the language of the Seifa, that we use the language of Lomafsid. So Gemara says, okay, wait, wait, let's look at this a little closer. Tashmami Seifa, so fine. Let's look at the Seifa. The Seifa says, no, that if he's born any time after day 70, which is to say day 71 and beyond, he's going to lose some time. But wait a minute. If you apply the halacha of Rav, which is, Rav says that you can actually count one day. This is his premise that we're going to still keep with us until the end of the daf. This premise that you can have a single day in, in, in time with two halachic, right, implications, one for one Naziris and one for the other, that a single day of time can have multiple, like, time zones and components that apply. If you're going to say that, so even day 71 should work. Because don't forget, Barry, if day 71 counts as a day for a son's Naziris, then you should have a full complement of days. From 71 to 100 is 30 days. So let's look at this Seifa. According to, to Rav, even if the son is born on day 71, he shouldn't lose days. So the Gemara said, my achar, achar, achar. Yeah. When the Mishnah says achar, which would imply 71, it doesn't mean 71. It means after, after. 72. You're right. According to Rav, he would have to read the Mishnah to mean not just after, like right after, like really way after, like 72 or later. Okay, so now the Gemara says, okay, but what would be the din if it was just seven, day 71? Let's examine this. What would you say for day 71 if the kid's born then? According to Rab, you would have to say that he's not losing anything. So, after all, if that's true, that 71 and 70, again, according to Rab, if you could double up on day 71, it would have the same halacha as day 70. So why is the Mishnah saying 70? Let the Mishnah say 71. Isn't the Mishnah misleading, according to Rav? Shouldn't the day 70 be good? 
uh, 71 rather, be uh, good enough that you wouldn't be mafsid kalum? Ha'amas lo sasar. After all, the Mishnah says that you don't lose anything, right? In other words, afilu achar shivim nami ha'amas lo sasar, el shmamina achar mamish. It has to be that day 71 is really the day. V'chein masnisin l'rav shmamina. And so the fact that our Mishnah uses the Lashon 70 instead of 71, we learn that our Mishnah must not be like Rav. Our Mishnah does not hold of this idea of Rav. That's what it means. It says, Masisin Rav Our Mishnah is informing us that we are not holding like Rav, that one day can have two, can be appropriated for two separate, right, uh, Naziris. In other words, again, we're still staying with our Pshat that Naziris can't overlap. So how is it overlapping according to Rav? Well, Rav ha- will hold, like, you know, the first half of the day will be one Naziris, the second half of the day will be the other Naziris, and like Miktas Hayom Kekulo, as we'll see, right? That j- because you ha- can apportion one day into two parts, so then they're not, they don't have to overlap in order to have a full, right, 70-day or a full 30-day uh, multiple applications to two different Naziris, according to Rav. Our Mishnah clearly doesn't hold that way because we're staying away from the 71st day and holding of the 70th day. That's the deadline. So we're not doubling up on a day. We don't hold like Rav. So the question is, who does Rav hold like? Five lines up from the bottom, who does Rav hold like? That he holds you can have multiple chalos on one day. So for that, let's go to Moed Katan, Dafyotesim Beis, the Elam Galchen, the Avelus, the Avelis Gemaras. Um, Maybe you say it's like Abishol. Rav is learning it from here. The Tanan. We learn it in the Brisa in Moed Katan. This happens to be um, a halacha. Birnbaum's grandfather, Oliver Shalom, died Erev Shavuos. The Kvura was Erev Shavuos. We know that the halacha is that Yontiv ends the Shiva, right? So if a person has a kavura on Erev Yantiv, there is no shiva, right? That's what happened in Birnbaum's case, right? One of their galim was after the burial that day, and so that's it. You get up from shiva that day. Uh, happens to be, this sheet over here it holds that it has to be three days. We don't hold like that. We hold even three minutes. So be that as it may, a person has the kavura three days before the regal, right? So you don't have shiva. You're going to stop. Once the Yantiv stop, it interrupts, Right, unlike Shabbos, right? Obviously, every Shiva has a Shabbos in it. Shabbos is what we talk about, law, right? Shabbos, you don't have Shiva, but it's counted in the minion of Shiva. But Yantiv stops Shiva, and the Shiva is over. Or Shmori Yamim Kodim Laregel, Butler Menegzer Shloshim. Right, so let's say you hit day eight. In other words, the last day of Shiva, or the day after the last day of Shiva, comes out on Erev Yantiv. So then, butler menigzer shloshim. So that's it. Shloshim gets knocked out, right? If you're already out of shiva, so then you're already in shloshim. Shloshim also gets knocked out by yantiv. Umutar lasapir erev haregel, but he could take a haircut on erev yantiv. erev haregel, also lasapir achar haregel. There's a rush here that explains the very last rush. Also lasapir achar haregel ad melos lo lamid yom. In other words. Um, We'll see that there's, this is a machlokas, but basically at this point in the Brysa, we're saying that you're allowed to get a haircut. So in other words, you're getting a haircut before the yantiv, and you should still be in shloshim, but you're allowed to do it for the covered yantiv. But if you didn't do it for covered yantiv, so then you have to, admelos shloshim, yom. You have to, on the back end of yantiv, tack on the remainder of shloshim, and you can't get a haircut, as the rush explains, according to this Brysa. Fine, so as we turn to Tesvavim base.
Abba Shaul Omer, this is who we're concerned about, because we're going to say Rav holds like Abba Shaul. Abba Shaul says, Abishol says that even if you neglected to get a haircut before Yantiv, you could get a haircut right after Yantiv. You don't have to be mashlam 30 days. Why? Because just like Yantiv would break Shiva after, right, what, um, right after you've already had three days of Shiva, Kach mitzvah Shiva mevatelas gezeras shloshim. So too, after seven days of Shiva, the Shloshim begins, and, it get, and, and if Yontav would come the next day, it would be, Shloshim would be canceled. So watch this. <laughs> he says, what does Abu Shal say? Mitzvah Shiva mevatelik zeir Shloshim, which is to say, even if Erev Yontav was the last day of Shiva, so that you'd be able to Already, then the Shiva, then the actual Yantiv would actually break the Shiva. That is quite astonishing, right? Because that means that he's counting the last day of Shiva as if Shiva has already been completed. And what? And Shloshim has already commenced. Do you see what's happening here? He's saying that when the two time zones go transition from one to the other, you could actually count the last day of Shiva as the first day of Shloshim. That is, an ap- that is amazing because... It's ingenious to say that this would be the source of Rav. That Rav takes this halacha of Abba Shol from Avelus and applies it, right, to the Naziras to say that you could have a single day that is a hybrid of the end of one time period and the beginning of the other. Just like the last day of Shiva could be viewed as the first day of Shloshim, so too the last day of your Naziras could be viewed as the first day of your son's Naziras. Wow. So Chazal really had it going on. So my time at Abishol. So again, the Gemara is going to spell it out. What's the reasoning of Abishol? Lav mishum shvi Is it not that the last day of Shiva is actually going to apply both as the last day of Shiva and the beginning of Shloshim? So the Gemara, uh, no. Yeah, maybe for Avelos you could say that because don't, after all, the, the Torah never says sit Shiva. Right, that's not a Doraisa. That's a Dorabanan. Oh, but Nazir Doraisa, low. Now, it's funny. The Nazir Doraisa, see, the Psukim in Tanakh and the Asmachtas do mention Shiva. But we consider that a Dorabanan, like a different Nevi'im. Whereas Nazir, you learn it from the, from the Gematria, right? Yeah. And therefore, that, but that we consider Doraisa. Be that as it may, we consider another Doraisa, Avelis Dorabanan, and therefore, and therefore, we're going to say that the Nazir, you can't play around with the days, and therefore, when, when you say, Abishal says that you can count the day of Shiva as a day of Shloshim, it's only because of Dorabanan, but he can't apply that to commitments of Nazir Doraisa, so you have to find a different source. What's the source? The Zava, the Zava Katana. We're Machmir to treat uh, a woman who's a Zava. Nida, as we'll see, Bezat Shem will be zochar to learn Maseches Nida and finish it and be Messiah all of Shas. But and we are, we treat all uh, Dam as Zava Gedola, right? As if she'd seen Dam three days in a row. But Mi'ikar Hadin, a woman who saw one day of Dam, can go to the mikvah that day and she'll be tar that night. Second day, she can go to the mikvah that day, she'll again be tar that night. That's called a Zava Katana. 
The third time's a charm, right? Three strikes and you're out. If it's a third consecutive day, she sees Dom, then already she's Dava Gadola, and then she has to go through the seven-day purification. But what would happen in the following case? Right? So this is Dava Katana, uh, who gets purified at the end of every day because she hasn't seen it three days in a row yet. So what happened? As fate would have it, Andrew, her second day of Dom was Erev Pesach. Well, what happens on Erev Pesach? You're getting the Korban Pesach ready, right? And you're shechting it. So she saw Dom day one, purified herself. Saw Dom day two, purified herself. And then they were able, because she was pure, to, sh- to include her in the shechting of the Korban Pesach. We already had this in Pesachim, so this is just a review for you, Andrew. Uh-oh. And then she sees Dom post shechting of the Korban Pesach. She sees Dom the second day. So she has this hybrid psak. She can't eat the carbon pesach, because after all, you can't eat the carbon pesach in a state of tumma, Andrew. But she doesn't, but most people who are really tame have to, what? Participate in the, in the carbon pesach sheni. She does not have to, because on some level, she was tahor doing the shechitas carbon pesach, not for now, but as Birnbaum would point out, right? Just being part of that chabura um, absolves her in some ways, as we learned from the Karim Pesach Sheni. And so even though she can't eat it because she's tame already at the time that it's time to eat it, so you get the worst of both worlds, right? You have to sit through the whole first two and a half hours of the Seder and your Yotze, you don't get Pesach Sheni, but you don't even get to the Shulchan Arach, right? Fine. My time at the Rabbi Yossi. So now this might be the source of Rav. Why does Rabbi Yossi say that this hybrid thing, that, she, that she's... Nishtahin and Nishtahir. She doesn't have the Pesach Sheni, but she also can't eat the Korban Pesach. It must be that Mixas Yom Kakula, which is to say like this, since she spent part of her day in a state of Tara, after all, she saw Dam, but then she purified herself. So at that point, she was considered pure enough to participate in the Korban Pesach. So the first part of the day, right, it's considered like she's Tara the whole day because it looks like she's going to be Tara today. She purified herself. And now she's Tahar, and therefore she's participating in the Korban Pesach in that respect. But then later, the day takes on a different tone once she becomes tummy within the same day. So you see that, that we have this halacha within Pesachim and Korban Pesach, that the Zavah Katana, we can tolerate her be considered tummy, part of the, uh, tummy and Tahar in the same day. So you see, you can have two different halosas for the same day. Says the Gemara, Mi Savar, Yossi Hachi? Does Yossi really hold that? That the tumma from the second day is only from that time forward? Is that what he's going to say? That it's, that it's only going forward, Tame, and not going backwards? But we have a Braissa that says, Okay, now Zav has a different um, halacha than a Zava, as we've learned. A Zav, if he sees two Riyos on the first day, it's not like a Zava that if she sees consecutive days, she becomes Tahar for the day. Zav, once he sees twos, he's a goner, he needs a seven-day purification period. So fine. So he saw two Rios, and so he goes to a seven-day purification, and on the seventh day, they did the, turns out it was Erev Pesach, as fate would have it. So let's say they, Shechel the Korb Pesach, they did the Zri Kasadam on the seventh day of his purification on the same day. And so to our case, says the Brisa, Rabbi Yossi says, that later she saw Dam, exactly our case, says the Brisa, Rabbi Yossi is quoted as saying, even though we're going to say that everything that they sat on, right, it turns out that it was Tame, right? Because after all, 
Turns out that they're Tame now. So they never really got purely pure, uh, um, truly purified. So we're going to say everything's Tame. Peturim Elasos Pesach Sheni. Oh, so now we're seeing what, Andrew? That this is not a reflection of Rav's idea that you could have one half of the day Tahar and the second half of the day Tame. This is something unique to Pesach Sheni that somehow even though you were considered Lamafreya Tame the whole day, you still don't have to bring the Pesach Sheni. That's what it means. Says the Gemara, wait, maybe not. My Lamafreya, what does it mean Lamafreya Midurabonan? It's only Lamafreya Midurabonan. So it's only Midurabonan that you're going to be Tame and that's why you can bring the Pesach Sheni. Why? Because that would make sense. Because after all, if it was really Midaraisa, why would you put if the true Tuma was Midaraisa, why would you be putter from bringing the Pesach Sheni? Says the Gemara, no. In fact, even if it is a Tuma Daraisa, to home the Ziva Hitiru, that even though the Tuma of the Zav or the Zava is considered a real true Tumadar Raisa, and it goes back retroactively, you could still bring the Pesach Sheni. Why? Because it's called a Tahoim de Ziva. As the Rush explains, called Tuma Safe, correlate Tuma Satahoim. Because after all, this is the kind of thing where you don't know what's going on in the inside, the Tahoim, right? What's going on in the inside of this Zav and Zava? We don't really know. It is Kamosha Tahoim Bechusa. It's not revealed to us, right? The Ain Adam Yodea, Ma Yeshbo. And therefore, those things, it's like a don't ask, don't tell policy where if we don't see what's actually going on, we can assume innocent, uh, pure until proven otherwise. And therefore, the only tumma that we have a problem would be lames. And therefore, that would um, make you tame, as we know classically from uh, the Korban Pesach to the extent that you would have to bring a Pesach Sheni. But the tumma of a Zav and a Zava, because Tumas to home is not going to be so, it's going to be deep and, and going to be covered, and therefore that will not disqualify you from Pesach Sheni. Uh, that would, in fact, not disqualify you from the Korn Pesach, and you would not, in that case, have to bring a Pesach Sheni. So as Barry approaches the Yomud, uh, we will now stop and resume Bezrat Hashem tomorrow, seven lines up from the bottom of Tetzvav and Rebez with Be'afar Yoshia, and we've covered some ground, Baruch Hashem. May all the Neshamas, uh, of, that we learned for have an aliyah.